0: Welcome to the ninth episode of our podcast, Banker with a Soul. In this episode, Equitas is on its way to become a bank. It was one of the 10 MFIs which got selected and received a banking license. Let me also bring you to the formation of a credit bureau. Within 10 months of Equitas starting its operations, you suggested formation of a company that could manage the lending data and act like a credit bureau. Uh, This was, in your view, important because uh, there was mistrust. Uh, how did you bring this about? Yes. So actually within two months of starting Equitas, uh, we got, uh, called a
1: meeting of all the MFA, including NGO MFIs operating in Tamil Nadu. We mm. called for a meeting and they all came. And we, I used to SIDBI because SIDBI was one common funder to everybody. Mm. So SIDBI had a lot of voice mm. in the industry. So I talked to SIDBI and asked them whether they would help me in this process of uh, you know, consolidating borrower data so that mm. we don't over lend uh, not knowing that someone else has lent to that same person. So SIDBI mm. was very happy. So under their uh, flag, under their ages, we called meeting of uh, all MFIs in Tamil Nadu within two months of Equitas starting operations. Mm. And uh, then we started doing some work in Tamil Nadu. And then I reached out to Vijay Mahajan, uh, who was running basics in Hyderabad in those days. Right, right And right. Brish, Brish Mohan, who was uh, a former uh, you know, a ED of uh, SIDB. Yeah. So I reached out to them and told them that the, I'm trying to do something like this in TN, but is there something that they would like to do at all India level? Uh,
0: right.
1: So they said, yeah, why not? You start the process, we'll all support you. So on, right. on, on, I remember on 1st October 2008, uh, mm-hmm. I sent a mail to all the MFIs, NBFC MFIs operating in India mm-hmm. uh, uh, saying that, you know, Mr. Vijay mahajan and Prishmohan uh, Saab has uh, agreed to support a process of consolidating database of borrowers in the industry so mm-hmm. that we can try and over lending and uh, over borrowing. And uh, then we had our first meeting in Delhi in the December of 2008 uh, where all the MFIs uh, met. And that is where the journey of starting uh, uh, Credit Bureau came. Then we reached out to RBI. RBI said, no, we already given license to four entities to start Credit Bureau in Mm. India. I don't want to give one more license. So you work with any one of the Mm. four. And so Vijay Maharajan said, let's work with Highmark uh, because they seem to be the most uh, hungry uh, for business. Mm. So we tied up with Highmark. And uh, we did a lot of joint working with Highmark to make Highmark a very strong credit bureau for the MFA industry.
0: Right. In fact, the MFIN guidelines were stricter than RBI. So y- you must be very proud of your early association with MFIN because today MFIN is a very strong organization.
1: Yes, so Vijay Mahajan was the instrumental force behind the, all the MFIs coming together long before uh, you know uh, it was required or mandated by RBI. And uh, then so Vijay Mahajan became the first uh, chairman of uh, MFIN and I was the first vice chairman of MFIN to help him. And we kept organizing meetings uh, of all the MFIs and we uh, thrashed out a code of conduct for all the MFIs uh, which was uh, was finally more stringent than finally in 2011 when RBI came with a set of guidelines. Our code of conduct was actually even stricter than that. So we we drew out a code of conduct we tried to implement that and we put a disciplinary action committee of mfin we created all complaints of uh, transgression on code of conduct we used to pump into that uh, committee and the committee will call the people and the board was very very active in those days you know the board of mfin was very active we used to call the mfis and tell them they can't do this kind of transgression they have to stop and if they don't stop, we will write to RBA saying that we are removing you from MFIN because you are not willing to follow the code of conduct. So we were right. to very tough and uh, strict in those days. And uh, I think it really helped a lot at those mm. stage.
0: You were also highly influenced by the basics model, which you hold in very high uh, regard. You know, you went to Andhra for a three-day visit to basics, uh, found, uh, which was f- founded by Vijay Mahajan. Uh, how do you describe this exposure? Uh, because the Basics, you believe that the basics model was very was excellent and uh, it's a very good model yes so
1: um vijay margins basics uh, they had a program to of three days once a quarter but they were willing to invite any external person to go through their entire program so i i enrolled and joined and went i didn't know vijay at that time um so i just enrolled through the website and then they took us to mm-hmm. the field and uh, we had a good two-day field visit. We went and met the branch managers, field staff, groups, villages, everywhere. And also they explained mm-hmm. about the basics uh, triad model. Uh, triad model is a triangle model where they have one end of the triangle is financial support. The other end is livelihood support and the third is uh, uh, you know, uh, health and education support. So they formed these three support system and then they said that their whole philosophy of basics was that just giving money alone is not enough. We yeah. need to also see how to help them uh, use that money properly through a livelihood support program and also mm. form a producer consortium, consumer consortium to help them negotiate better with various stakeholders and mm. also see what can we do on, on their health part of it to make them, in fact, Vijay Mohajan used to keep saying that mm. you know, uh, if a if a poor person um, you know takes a loan and mm. uh, uses that money to uh, buy food, that that loan should be treated as private sector for banks because when mm. you give money to a company to maintain its mission machinery, it's called mm. a private sector loan. And That's here, right. the person's body is the machinery, which is the li- livelihood producing machinery for the family. If that body is to be maintained, that should be private sector. That's how his thinking used to go in those days. So it is a different model. And when I went to the branches, of the branch managers used to show me uh, that they're you know, teaching people on a variety of skills. And then agriculture, they used to teach people on better uh, methods of agriculture to improve productivity, etc. But the only thing I felt in that model, which was a little weak, was that the same person was giving loans and also doing other work. And I right, felt right. that it's not a scalable model, because it's difficult to get large number of people who will be highly skilled, both in financial matters as well as in non-financial matters.
0: Uh, Vasu, let me bring you now to the, you know, your, your most recent uh, success story, uh, which is becoming a bank. In 2015 RBI invited applications uh, from well-run MFIs to apply to become a small bank. Ten of you got selected tell us about this run us through how it happened the experience and 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 how it you know how how uh, setting up this institution and the evolution of Equitas as a small finance bank and probably eventually as a scheduled commercial bank later. Yes yeah,
1: so we were one of the ten um, uh, licensed uh, allottees and uh, In fact, we were the second to go live as an Mm -hmm. SfB uh, after capital SfB, which from Uh, Mm Chandigarh. They were a cooperative bank, so it was easier for them because they already had the system for handling savings, current account, etc. So They went live, uh, I think, about six months prior to us. And then we went live. Um, So when we got the license itself, we took a call that within two months of becoming a bank, we should repay all our existing bank loans, which are obviously at a rate higher than what a bank can borrow. Mm. And so we consciously worked towards, uh, you know, getting uh, that process in place. And when we did finally become a bank within two months, we actually ended up paying the entire bank loans and settled it out. Uh, So so that's something that happened. And um, the... The, we set up uh, initially, or we, we decided to set up 350 liability branches uh, besides the existing asset offices that we used to have. Mm. And so we went about creating that. It was a big learning. It was, uh, even though I did have some small stint in DCB bank uh, on the liability side, but it's still a mega, major learning for me as well as for the entire system.
0: We are right.
1: no on liability and banking. So it was a big uh, learning and a lot of learning curve we had to go through finally to get it off the ground.
0: So that was the question I was actually coming to. Uh, How different structurally and from a mindset and Uh, philosophy, uh, approach point of view, uh, is running an MFI as opposed to as against running a bank, because bank is a very complex uh, structure organizationally. And also the guidelines are very different. Uh, You're bound by um, various rules and regulations. Uh, There are capital adequacy requirements, it's, and their asset, uh, asset liability requirements, their ALCO meetings, their interest rate fixation, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. How difficult was it in the in- initially yes, to make the transition?
1: So, yeah, it was a major challenge, major challenge. Uh, but within RBA, they had set up one small division to help the SFBs, uh, you know, uh, kind of fall into place. So mm. we used to lean on those teams in RBA also, they used to give us a lot of guidance on the compliance and regulatory framework uh, thing because we had really no idea which rules of RBA applied to us. We had zero idea. So they mm. did set up a team in RBA, and that team really worked closely with us to help all of us uh, understand exactly what we are supposed to do as a small finance bank. And mm. um, Yes, you are right. You know, running a bank is uh, is not comparable to running an NBOC at all. An NBOC is still a very narrow focused uh, entity, whereas a bank is just too broad based, impossibly broad based. And the risk levels of a bank are incomparable to that of an NBOC. And uh, obviously, the opportunities are also incomparable. The bank is obviously a lot more uh, opportunities for a bank compared to an NBOC. Uh, and I think uh, it's a journey that uh, is the culmination of uh, starting as an NBOC. As I used right. to see in those days, you know, an NBOC is like a bachelorhood. Bachelorhood is fantastic, it's very flexible, a lot of freedom, you enjoy everything. But at the end of the day, that's not life. Finally, right. you have to get married and yeah. with all the tools and pressures of married, married life, but Still, that's a final goal that one has to go through to feel right. fulfillment,
0: and so the bank is like that. There's a lot of pulls and pressures of a bank, right? We must have gone through very anxious moments in the running of the bank. Uh, give us a few uh, anecdotes from these.
1: Um,
0: the first was actually getting
1: a person in place because mm-hmm. we are Chennai based, so Chennai based, the natural talent of banking. Uh, banking skill talent in Chennai is not uh, available naturally, you know, it's all towards uh, right. Bombay. Yeah. Uh, Mumbai. So getting talent itself was a big challenge in uh, Chennai mm. and uh, especially talent from the lending side, we don't have an issue because there's so many NBOS. so we could always uh, get talent mm. but on the land side, it was not very easy mm. and uh, from the controls perspective, like compliance and risk, we really had a challenge. And um, so we had to hire temporary, you know, retired bankers uh, on on a a contract basis to run our compliance and risk for some time before Mm. we actually get uh, proper employees to join. And Mm. um, it was a major challenge. And at some point, initially, I didn't know much. So I was actually quite uh, relaxed. But the Mm. more I started understanding about compliance, then the worries really started deep. Then I knew that we are so far away from being high on compliance uh, that that worry started growing very, very deep uh, at some point in time. And uh, then we had to do a lot of work And the compliance head who joined us uh, as a first permanent employee uh, who is still there. So he really put a lot of structures in place to bring about governance structure on compliance. And I think uh, the journey really started there. But there are a lot of sleepless moments I used to have on
0: that. I can well imagine that because... Uh, Running a bank uh, is far, far, far more complex than running an MBSC, as you said. Uh, There are also issues of uh, on the assets, both on the assets and the liability sides. But a modern day banking has got to do uh, as much with uh, technology as it has got to do with financial management. Uh, how did you how did you go about facing the uh, fixing the tech piece because uh, modern day banking is so digital that is also on your palm tops and which is something that you probably didn't uh, get to do on such a scale uh, while running an mfi
1: yes the investment in it was like uh, mind-blowing as an as a bank i mean uh, what we could have probably invested in 10 years in an nboc we invested in the first year of the bank and uh, right. it was mind-blowing and uh, it, it, there's really no control. I mean, I was not in control. It just kept going all over the place and people used to say mm. we need this, we need that and it just kept going. That's it. There was no uh, role that I had, a, I had to play at all in that. It was all just minimum requirements and um, mm. you know the the entire gamut of uh, cyber security uh, you know, your data exposed to the public. In an NBOC, customers never access you directly. In a bank, mm. so they access you all the time through multiple channels. So building security in all fronts, in all manner possible. And then when customer logs in directly, the experience he has, the speed with which he is uh, given turnaround times, I mean, too much of difference compared to an NBOC. And yep. uh, so we did try our best to ensure that we were high on tech right from beginning. And uh, today, the investments uh, journey continues in IT, so we continue to have a lot of projects going to keep enhancing our uh, you know, digital skills and capabilities as we go by. But IT is definitely something which is top of the mind for any banker, I'm
0: sure. A historic event in Tamil Nadu, now that Equitas got a banking license. In the next episode, listen to Vasudevan speak about what poverty has taught him and how talking to the poor has taught him many lessons in life.